Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the final countdown. The show starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Are you ready? It's showtime. What kind of laptop do you have? Just a HP touchscreen. And we are live. Hey guys, welcome to the Saturday Night's Main Event Podcast for Saturday, January 20th, 2024. I am your host, Dan the Man, along with my two good buddies. I'm Slim. And Isaiah. So, I figured we would open this up with some great words from my man, Cody Rhodes. And I'm going to say, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's up, guys? How are y'all this evening? Uh, tired. Yeah? Dude. Yeah, my night's just getting started. Class has been kicking my ass. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I got to, after we finish with this, I got to write notes for my podcast tomorrow. Yep. We've got a special Sunday episode interviewing, his name's Jordan Jaw from Pro Wrestling 225. That's oh yeah, this is the second one that y'all have to do, right? Yeah, it's a Fatal 4-Way Iron Man match, and we're going to interview uh, each week um, one person from that match mm-hmm. that leads up to that match, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I am too. Because y'all had... I totally forgot. I actually went uh, back to one of y'all's videos, and it, y'all actually mentioned that y'all were not going to be doing it on Wednesday. Yeah, and like, I, like this past Wednesday. Yeah, and I'm sitting there. I'm just I'm sitting at my computer, going, "Okay, are they going to go live anytime soon? Are they going to yeah, go live?" Yeah, because didn't you message me like, "Hey, I'm waiting." <laughs> yeah. I was like, um, "You're going to be waiting till Sunday." <laughs> What you got there, Dan? What's that? I said, what are you, what are you drinking on? Whole milk. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm saying my prayers and eating my vitamins, but I'm drinking my milk just like Kurt Angle. Let's be real. They're, they're Flintstone vitamins. Yeah, that or some heart <laughs> shit. No shit. Well, we had our very late uh, Christmas party at my mom's uh, today. Um, strictly because a lot of my brothers, well, not a lot, but a couple of my brothers are divorced and it takes a lot to get all the kids in one time, same place, same time. Uh, so I, and we, we, we do a dirty Santa, like where you, some people call it white elephant. It's the same game where you draw numbers and steal presents, you know, once it's sold twice, it's done. Uh, me and my brother, we ran into each other at Walmart today and we did our shopping together. And uh, I bought a ice coffee brewer and stole it. Nice. Oh God! So I, I I left with what I bought. So I'm enjoying the fruits of my labor, drinking some uh, <laughs> ice cold coffee right now. Only you, Isaiah. Only you. Yes. Yes. Hey, there's no rules. 
they, they got mad at me. They're like, it was my turn. I was number five and I opened my present and I fully expected someone to steal it. They were like, you can't open your own present. I'm like, show me the rules. Show me where it says you can't open your own present. Like you can ultimately end up with your present. So what difference does it make whether I open it or not? Well, I was, I, was, like, I'm just put- I was gonna say, how do they know that it's yours? Did y'all did y'all mark y'all's names on it? Well, they, I just knew, and they just knew. Uh, Stargazer Jess just says it's super glitchy on on their end. I'm actually gonna go look at it right now. I know from Zoom to uh, the Twitch feed, there's like a nine second delay on my end, but I don't know if that would show up as any type of defect on their end. Yeah, and it should it shouldn't be anything on my end because I'm hardwired into my laptop. I've been I do that every week now because I know if I don't, my my laptop will say, "Oh, network connection not good." Network because the shitty internet here. No, I'm actually looking at it right now, guys. Everything looks good. It says uh excellent on on my side. So good, we're good, 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 good. That lag drives me nuts. I just dragged my Zoom uh window on top of our twitch window like i still see the chat but seeing the two chats going or the two streams going at the same time nine seconds behind each other just was driving me nuts felt like i was watching one of those old kung fu movies or something i avenge your brother (laughs) (laughs) i will get my revenge Uh, on you (laughs) shakes Like like uh, uh like I was telling you, Tim, I can't uh I can't wait till we start doing the full house thing for World of K Fabe where I'm just like <laughs> Is that gonna is that gonna be y'all's new intro? <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. I, I think we're gonna do some sort of just segment and put a random video up on YouTube, um, just to kind of pad our content there because we really don't other than the um uh, just the full episodes. We really don't do anything else with it. I mean, one day I posted a like a four minute video of we going to the zoo, and I got like three hundred views on it. Really? Yeah, it was just like Danny K. Fabe goes to the zoo with family. It was like a four minute video of me walking around the, in the reptile exhibit, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I'm like, hey guys, this is a tarantula. Hey guys, this is an anaconda. And it got like 300 views. I'm like, Jesus Christ, these people care that I go to the zoo? <laughs> well, because okay. y'all, 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 y'all's name is getting out there. Dude, it is. It is. Um, we're, huh? an official, we're, we're an official sponsor of Pro Wrestling 225 in uh, Denham Springs, Louisiana. I don't know if I'll ever go out there to Denham Springs, Louisiana. But I told Nick that in 2024, I will make an appearance. I have to. Yeah, especially is, uh, that's not that far. What's that? I used to. I said Denham Springs isn't that far. It's over there somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, like Baton Rouge area, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Nick goes to like Denham Springs, New Iberia. He goes to all these little towns that are around his area for these shows, and he's like, Daniel, you have to come out here. I can understand me going out there. Joey can't go out there. He lives in St. Louis, Missouri. So he's a little oh, bit further. Damn. But, um, but yeah, dude, what do you think about that shit with Rollins, Tim? You know, Don't when you... Sad. Hold on. Don't get sad. No, no, Don't no, no, no. Sad. No, no, no. When you called me the other day when we talked about it, 
Okay. I started thinking about it. You are right because I think, to be honest with you, they should do what they used to do back in the old days with Royal Rumble. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, chances of him being at WrestleMania are still good. So he didn't tear his ACL. He tore his MCL. Okay. And, and he had a slight tear in his meniscus, which if he rehabs it for the next couple months, he should be back in time for WrestleMania. So are they going to give him the time off like they do Roman Reigns? Yeah, I think they will. So I was thinking about this. So remember how they had that segment with Drew and Punk the other night on Raw? Yeah. Okay. Makes a lot of sense. Have Drew win the Royal Rumble. Have Drew, have them put the belt on the line in the Royal Rumble match. Mm -hmm. Have Drew win it. Have Let Drew carry the belt until WrestleMania. Yeah. If Seth, if Seth, if Seth is not back in time... Do Punk versus McIntyre in the main event. It's okay with me. I can but see if that. Rollins, if Rollins is back, you could still do Punk and Rollins in some form of fashion. Mm -hmm. You know? So that's the bright spot in it, but we won't know until Monday Night Raw if he says that it's a lot worse than he expected. But at minimum, he would drop the belt on Raw Put the belt up for grabs in the Royal Rumble match, which makes it cool because now it's very unpredictable. Yeah. And I like that, especially about a Royal Rumble, because what's today's date? January 20th? Mm -hmm. So we got this We got this news yesterday, January 19th. 30 years to the day that Ric Flair won the Royal Rumble match in 1992 and won the WWF title. Oh, wow. So 30 years to the day, we're going to get the same thing. So you think saying, you think that's what's going to happen because it's the, the anniversary? Well, well, so look, this is how I think of it. It's the only logical thing. We're one week out from Royal Rumble. It makes obviously no sense to do a fucking tournament, right? Mm -hmm. It makes all the sense in the world to put that belt on the line at Royal Rumble. Because why the fuck are they going to keep that belt on Seth Rollins and keep him away for two and a half months with no champion? It makes no sense business-wise, right? Yeah. Because we're going yeah. to have a second Roman Reigns, a part-time fucking champion, right? Pretty much. That, or they can play it this way of, you know, how Seth, his back was hurting for a while? Mm -hmm. How he says he's the workhorse champion? It could be a simple storyline based on a real-life injury that I'm the workhorse of the WWE. My body is beat the fuck up from all these matches that I'm having. Ride him off of television for a while. Put the belt on Drew or anybody else that makes sense. But I think it would be cool to have Drew win the Royal Rumble again, win the title in front of a stadium full of people this time. And then Give him his moment because when he won the title at WrestleMania in that warehouse, it was in front of no people. It was embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. And just go from there. I I really think give it a Drew and then at WrestleMania it, it'll be between him and Seth. Or not Seth. Um, CM Punk. And uh, 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 what I was thinking of have it, like I said, have it be Drew and Seth, or no, 
Drew and Punk if Seth's not back in time, right? Mm-hmm. Have Drew carry it till WrestleMania. Have Punk win it at WrestleMania. He's lifting the belt up. Judgment Day's theme song hits. Here comes Damian Priest with the referee running down the ramp. Ding, ding, ding. Cash in the money in the bank. South of Heaven choke slam. One, two, three. We have a brand new champion to close out WrestleMania 40. I can see go that. Into night, go into night two, just as normal. Have Cody finally finish the story. New champion. I'm cool with that. Two brand new champions, two different champions, win their respected main events each night. Cody's never been WWE champion. No. Damian Priest has never been WWE champion. It'd be a breath of fresh air. I'm on board for that. What's your What's your take on it, Isaiah? Uh, honestly, I don't know any of this. Any of these <laughs> so, new guys, Isaiah. So. I have homework for you next Saturday. Okay. Watch the Royal Rumble. It's on Peacock. Watch the Royal Rumble. I guarantee you, you will have fun. The the twenty twenty four one is this that this upcoming Saturday. Yep. Uh, next Saturday, yes. Nice. Like yeah, like seven days away. What do you? What do you? What's Ooh. your uh, thoughts about uh, elim- elimination chamber being at so early in the morning? Um. Oh yeah, because it airs at five a.m. Yeah. Um. And so it would be like ten o'clock in the morning, or I think it's like ten o'clock in the morning here. No, it's five a.m. here. Oh, it's five a.m. here. It's five a.m. here because it's like. Six o'clock, seven o'clock at night in Perth, Australia. It's kind of like the same thing with Wrestle Kingdom for New Japan Wrestling. Mm-hmm. That show here starts at four thirty in the morning. It's seven o'clock at night Tokyo time. Jeez, right? Mm-hmm. So, me, Joey, and Nick have already said that. Obviously, we're not waking up that early to watch it because I have to be at work sat that Saturday morning, right? So I'm gonna stay off. Facebook all day, YouTube all day. I'm literally going to put on Do Not Disturb on my phone, then come home and watch it. So, you spoil anything, I will block you. I'm not going to spoil anything. <laughs> I am not because... waking up at 5 a.m. to watch watch that event. I will because... record it, and I'll wake up. Once I wake up, I will watch it. Because that everything is aiming for The Rock to face Roman Reigns at Elimination Chamber. Tim, I've never, I've never known you to wake up before like eleven a.m. Who? <laughs> Me. Oh, Tim. Tim. Oh, I was gonna say I'm an early bird, man. I'm up at six thirty every day. Hey, I've Dude, actually gotten better. Whenever he lived like next door to us, there'd be like random mornings that I'd just wake up and have a wild hair, and I'm like, man, I really feel like going to Starbucks or grabbing breakfast some somewhere. We see what Tim's doing. We knock on his door and uh, walk right next door. Knock on the door, no answer. Hit the doorbell a couple times, no answer. And then my trademark is just hit the doorbell about 10,000 times. <laughs> there was one time he actually uh, blocked my door. As soon as I open it, it's blocked. What, you put a bunch of like furniture and stuff in front of his door? Yeah. Okay, that's something I would do. 
his payback for him not answering the door whenever I, whenever I needed him to. So I was like, you know what? To hell with this. I just crammed everything on his patio in front of his door. <laughs> That's something I would do. <laughs> oh, man. The, the times. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, going back to Seth, I mean... It's going to be one of those ones where we're going to have to watch Monday. Oh, because yeah, for sure. Well, once, it's, already been an, it's already been announced that he's opening up Monday Night Raw. And that's where we're going to see what's really going to happen. Yep, and that's what I'm nervous about. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm very nervous, because this is the absolute wrong time for anybody to get injured. Anytime. Especially especially like when you're already starting to build up marquee main events for WrestleMania. Dude, that just sucks for the people that spent all that money on tickets for WrestleMania. Because they wanted to see Seth there. They wanted to see Seth and Punk. Not saying that that still can't happen, but now it's very strongly up in the air. Yeah. I don't like that scenario up in the air. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what's going to happen. Yeah. So I'm still waiting for Joey to ask me or uh, let me know if we're doing a live watch along for Rumble. Okay. Uh, he read it, but he hasn't responded, so he might be busy. But even if not, dude, we could still just talk on our webcams and watch Rumble. It's no big deal. Yeah, I mean, I was just letting everybody else know that's watching it. Uh, if World of Kayfabe does not do a watch along live, we will be doing it. We will not be um, actually putting it up on Spotify. Uh, we will do our next episode the following week. But well, we can all, we can always put the. Cause do we have a YouTube channel? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. I'm working on. Why? Go ahead. Oh no, sorry. I just uh, finished. I was just make a quick comment about YouTube. Um. There, there is more in the works. I just got to get with some, some people to get um, where we can get on more platforms. I know how to do uh, YouTube, um, but it's one of those ones where I just got to get everything situated before we can go fully on other platforms. Now, what were you going to ask? Actually, I was just going to say... Uh... So far, I've got two episodes posted for uh, the interviews that I'm doing, mm -hmm. and it's wild to me like how much easy, easier, and user friendly it is to upload those to Instagram and Facebook compared to YouTube. Like YouTube, they want to know. Uh, I don't know. It's almost like full blown like studio design of something. Like, is this kid friendly? Yes or no? And then you go to the next stage and it's asking for, I, I don't know. I got, I got overwhelmed and just gave up. I'm like, you know what? I don't think I need to put this on YouTube. You <laughs> know what? I I, I, I'm glad that you bring that up. Me and uh, Kristen were actually in bed watching the Elite, what, interview? Or what? what's it called? Yeah, Elite Athlete Interview. I got a kick out of those. Those are really good, man. You're doing really good on that. I appreciate that, man. It's. I thought I was watching I, I, ABC Sports. <laughs> you know, I. It was. I was a little hesitant to do it. Like I was excited about it, <clears throat> and I felt like it could do a lot of good for the kids and give them another platform to 
you know, just introduce themselves and, you know, I'm, I'm a, in the big grand scheme of things as far as sports photography and, you know, sports media goes, I'm a nobody really. I mean, uh, but you know, whenever I do actually put forth the effort to get those out on uh, YouTube, you know, there's a, a microscopic chance that, you know, some division two or division three football coach is out there doing research on a kid and he's, you know, might type in, you know, their name on YouTube to try to find some highlight film or whatever and might come across, you know, one of my interviews and he gets to see this kid and, you know, how articulate he is and, you know, show a little bit of his intelligence in casual conversation and stuff like that. So, you know, I, there's a slim chance, but that's kind of the biggest reason why I do it. And uh, the community here, the Splendor community, they're really, really big into uh, this high school and all the athletics that, you know, the athletic programs that they have. Um, so it's, you know, something different that I wanted to give give a try. And so far the, the response has been really, really positive. Well, it, it seems like I've noticed that I, 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 and I could probably speak for Tim. You seem like you're getting a lot more comfortable. That's yeah. why I'm glad you joined us on this, just so you get more familiarized with talking into a camera to nobody essentially. Cause man, I remember on the very first episode of this, you were talking to us about like how you would, you would feel like you would see your lip move or your eye would twitch and you just kind of focused on that and you how you kind of said you're trying to get away from doing that. The more you do it, you the more you get so familiar with your camera, it's like me, this is nothing now. Yeah. No problems. No problems. And put your content out as much as you can on every platform possible. I think it was the coolest thing when Kid Cash from WWE told me in an interview that he's seen us all over YouTube. I think that is one of the coolest things that somebody has ever told me. Yeah. Super cool. I mean, we're yeah, we're, yeah. we're going to get there. We'll we'll get there, but it's just you know, little time on my end working from home trying to get yep. everything done on our podcast. It it's getting there. Well, remember what Drake said? Started from the bottom, now we're here. Yep. We will be there one day. Yeah, I, use cheesy, I use cheesy like metaphors for everything. It's great. Zero to a uh, hundred real you, quick. Okay? You you do that on your regular podcast too. That and I smile and wink into the camera too. Like, Nick, I think I'm at a good uh, <laughs> I think I'm at a pretty good advantage. Um, you know, just because I have, I'm start, I'm not I'm not necessarily starting from scratch because it's like additional to what I've already built. Yeah. Um, Cause I've got like 14, almost 1500 followers on uh, Facebook. I've got another 1500 on Instagram. Uh, and I think I've got like five, six, 700 on um, TikTok. So it's just a matter of like merging all those viewers to the YouTube channel. But yeah, it'll 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 come along, man. You got it. Yeah. So you know what I was thinking, Nick? Or, oh God, Nick. Sorry, I'm so used to saying that. I'm so sorry. You know what I was thinking, Tim? Hmm. We need to take video footage from the wrestling show and put it on here. Yeah. Start a YouTube channel and just put things from outside of this, so we give the people more content to feed on 
than just this. Yeah. You know? We can do that. That could be fucking cool, man. Oh, and by the way, uh, shout out. We forgot to do it uh, at the last podcast. Thank you, Eric, for following us on Facebook. And also, our newest follower, Nick. <laughs> so, that, little, that little prick. It, it's starting to grow, guys. It's starting to grow, but we'll get there. Just like, uh, Actually, like Jess said, we'll get there. I brought my camera to that last uh, TASW show, and yeah. uh, whenever I got there, they had some little guy running around the the ring taking pictures with what I could obviously tell was like a, a very basic entry level camera, and I'm like, I'm not even gonna waste my time. I'm not gonna try to get in this guy's way. Clearly, he's here because they've either hired him or invited him in some shape, form, or fashion. But uh, yeah, it, it would have been cool to, to actually get some professional pictures of the event and kind of donate them to the to the company. Uh, and then, like you had just mentioned, getting some some footage. But I think I'm just going to be there trying to get a little inebriated and enjoy some wrestling. Wrestling. Enjoy yeah, this, some wrestling. This, yeah, yeah, this ain't sports entertainment like WWE is. This is wrestling. wrestling. There's a difference, <laughs> man. And that's the, and, and I'm so excited, man, because I've never really been to a genuine wrestling show. Wrestling, wrestling, dude. You have to say it like that. You can't just be like, "I'm going to a wrestling show." I I know that we're just a regular, pretty much like a talk show podcast where we just ramble about everything. But uh, yeah. I hadn't told y'all guys yet, but I'm actually trying to get one of my old managers from back home. Uh, that I actually know personally uh, that I messaged him on Facebook and asked if he was actually doing independent wrestling back home, him and his wife. And I'm going to try to get both of them to be one of our uh, interviews on here. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Just shoot the shit with people. Yeah. I I mean, I know we're not all about wrestling, but trying to get him out there. He actually has his own podcast too. Uh, There are like a hundred almost – I haven't really looked at the last episode that they did, but he does um, horror movies. Okay. His podcast is all about horror movies. Like they talk about it. Their last so, one, their last one was about uh, Elm Street. Freddy oh, Krueger. that's cool. Yeah. Yeah we we got a um, we got an invite from these guys. Let me let me find it. Um, um, they tweeted us. It says. It's from Big and Funky Productions. It says, still looking for podcast spots to promote our two feature films that we are streaming. Besides movies, I can speak like a real-life jerk-ass at about length about paranormal, pro wrestling, comedy, video games, filmmaking, music, acting, adventures. So I don't know who these guys are, but Joey's going to get them on. It's going to be pretty cool to talk to somebody different about nothing but just wrestling. Yeah, and, and the cool and the cool thing is too is ju- he has that podcast. He does uh independent wrestling, and he also started his own paranormal um activity kind of deal, kind of like ghost hunters kind of deal. Um, I've actually watched a couple of those. Um, uh, they're actually pretty good. But, Are they? Yeah, so I'm actually gonna try to uh, I'm gonna talk to him and see if you'd be willing to jump on with us. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be cool. Kind of talk to paranormal activity people. But 
Um, uh, switch topics just a little bit, man. What about the Texans today? They choked. I'm, I I'm, pr- coming. I'm proud of them. They were two oh, games. Yeah, they they're two games away from the Super Bowl. I mean, they did awesome. They did. This year, they really did awesome. But they pulled... I'm sorry to say this, and if my mom's watching, I'm not saying this in a bad way. But every time either the Cowboys go to the playoffs and now uh, the Texans, they choke when they get to the playoffs. C.J. Stroud, from what I've seen, he looked nervous. Mm-hmm. They said he. They said that he said that he had big butterflies going into this game. And you can see it all over his face. I don't know much about football like Isaiah does. That's why I brought this up, because I like when Isaiah talks football. But you could read it all over that dude's face. He looked nervous. Uh, that, that game, I don't know what Baltimore was favored by, but I know they were heavily favored. Um, I wouldn't call it a choke. Uh, I think that team overperformed for – considering all the odds and obstacles that they they had against them uh, with a first-year coach, with a rookie quarterback. I mean, just having a rookie quarterback is probably one of the biggest uh, obstacles you can possibly have. I mean, just the learning an NFL offense and actually being able to run it proficiently like he does in uh, the the rookie season, the record-breaking rookie season that he had. But – Going into Baltimore, Baltimore being the number one seed against the number one defense and that prolific offense that they have, it's it. it honestly, the I think the only team that probably could have went into Baltimore today and beat the Ravens would be probably San Fran. And I, I think I I don't think Houston choked. I think they they actually overperformed up to this point and. I mean, it shows what what they have to build on for next year. Who's your pick for the Super Bowl this year? Um, I think, well, okay, let's talk conspiracy theory, NFL conspiracy theory for a minute. If you look at the NFL logos for like the last few years, the Roman numerals are always colored. Yeah. And they're they're like ombre colored. They, They fade from one color to another. Well... Uh, I have to go back to verify it, but I know it's true to a certain extent. But the logo almost always has the two colors of the two teams. And this year, the logo, if you go pull it up, is red and it fades to purple. So that's either going to be uh, – I, I think it's Baltimore and San Fran. Because you know it, can't I, be ba- it can't be Baltimore and the Chiefs because they're both AFC. Yeah. So – so you can't you can't get the red and purple from from Kansas City because they're going to eventually face each other in the AFC Championship. So did the Bills win tonight? I don't no, no, know. No, no, no. Bills is tomorrow. It was uh, yeah. So the I think it was the was Lion, It was the Lions. Oh, you're gonna make me. I'm wrong. pulling it up right now yeah. on the ESPN app because I know Baltimore moved on. <clears throat> yeah, because that was earlier today. Please, anybody but the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm so tired of seeing Patrick Mahomes. Okay, so today you had Ravens, Texans, and 49ers, Packers, and 49ers won. So okay. tomorrow at, 
Tomorrow at 2, you have Lions and Bucks. And at 5.30, you got Chiefs and Bills. Okay, so, so I want Detroit to go. Like, I want them to proceed to move on. And then I want um, – who's going against the Chiefs? The Bills, right? Yeah, Buffalo. And I want Buffalo to win. And here's the thing about the Buffalo game. This will be the first time in Patrick Mahomes' entire career that he's ever played a playoff game outside of Kansas City. Yeah. They've, yeah. they've always had home field advantage. Oh, wow. Well, I think I think the reason why I want the Buffalo Bills to go, and it's for a not, I don't want to say a sentimental reason for me, but an old co-worker I used to work with, him and his dad, they're from, or his family, he, him and his family are from Buffalo, right? So they are that Bills Mafia mentality, right? So they yeah. go to this little sports bar right over by our house, right on uh, Luetta and 249 called Stats. Him and his dad go every Sunday to watch Bills games, right? And his dad's getting there up in age. I want to – just for him, I want to be able to know that him and his dad got to see the Bills in the Super Bowl before his father passes away. I think that would be a really cool moment for my buddy. And I hope that happens for him. I'm hoping that the Lions keep going because they're the underdogs. Yeah. Looking at the colors, if you go back to the conspiracy theory – um, from the NFC side, you've got – there's only one purple team. So the purple has to come from Baltimore. So that means Baltimore is coming out of the AFC. So next week, Baltimore is going to play the winner out of the Chiefs and the Bills. I don't see either one of them beating Baltimore, honestly. And they're going to play at Baltimore because Baltimore is the number one seed on, in the AFC. So I don't see either one of those beating Baltimore. And so that's going to cover the purple. And then the red is going to be the Niners versus whoever wins between the Buccaneers and the Lions. Buccaneers and Lions looks like Detroit's favored by six. They're playing at home. Uh, I think Detroit wins that. And then 49ers beat Detroit. And then there you go. Purple and red logo. Destiny fulfilled. I don't care. How many people get mad at me for this when they listen to it or if they're watching live right now? I'm getting sick and tired of hearing about Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Exactly, dude. Oh, my God. They're, they're a cult. <laughs> well, they really, the, truly are. I don't know. I just can't imagine the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl with Taylor Swift there. Oh, my God. Because I would feel like... It may not ever happen, but I, I just I don't want to like the Chiefs to win and then Travis Kelsey like proposes to her because I think that would happen. She's just, gonna say no. We have to break up so I can write a song about you. Yeah, let me <laughs> let me go grab my guitar, put some teardrops on it, dude. And oh my god, like. Me and Tina have talked about this like so many times. She's like, you know, why why do you hate her so much? Why do you hate something that brings me so much joy? You know, why can't you be happy that that this makes me happy? I was like, you don't understand like how overwhelming and how overbearing y'all are, like cramming it down people's throats. Like they're having a convention and it's it, it, it's a cult meeting is what it is. Uh, I want to say it's in Dallas. 
So it's like you're gonna have like nothing but like Taylor Swift cosplay, uh, like a big like party. Concert. What is it like a Swifty like, convention? Yes, it's exactly what it is. That is that is a cult. Yes, they are just meeting in the masses just to worship this woman. Who is Tina going? No, no, I oh. saw that on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, and then I like. You look in the comment section, and like these people are like, "Oh my god, I have to be there! I have to buy my tickets!" Like they're just like, "I'm like y'all know she's not gonna be there, right?" And they're like, "They don't care." They well, just it's the, be around it. it's just it's just mass media. Everybody drinks the Kool Aid, man. Like, like you would never see me. Like, no offense against them, because I know you love them to death, Isaiah. But if they were like, "Oh my god," I a corn convention. You gotta go. You gotta dress up like Jonathan Davis. I wouldn't go. Like wouldn't if go. you don't do this, you're not a. Re- if you don't do this, you're not a real fan. Yeah, yeah. I hey, do you still, do you still have that guitar? You still have that guitar pick I gave you, right? Absolutely. I was gonna say I figured you did. Yeah, it's in my uh, nightstand with my autographed album cover. So yes. talking about guitar picks, I gotta ask Isaiah this: Do you still got the trophy? For your oh, fantasy football, uh, yeah, I actually won again this year. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like seven, seven or eight out of ten. I don't wow. even remember at this point. I've lost track. Wow. <laughs> so I think I might have something that might make Isaiah a little jealous, and I promise you, I'm not trying to. Oh, is that from that that concert you went to? Yeah, that's yeah, that's me and Head. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Like they they picked like a a group of y'all to talk that's, about Jesus and stuff. Like after that, he got uh, saved and everything. Yeah, that's when he gave me the guitar pick. Nice. Yeah, dude, it was so cool, man. God, it was so cool. You know what concerts coming? And I'm like, well, okay, two concerts. One, I'm not even calling a real concert because it's at the rodeo. But right. dude, I want to see Bush and Nickelback. But you would be. So shocked at how expensive the Bush tickets are. Oh, dude, I can only imagine. Oh, I've already looked at and the they, tickets for the rodeo. It's it's ridiculous. Well, I I did the whole waiting room thing, and I was gonna buy uh, Nickelback tickets on the day that they came out, and I just had it set up for two tickets for best available, and it was up in the five hundreds. I'm like, no, I'm not going to sit in the five hundreds if I can't get at least in the two hundreds. I'm not going because you're gonna watch everything from the jumbotron. Yeah. And then um, the Bush tickets, and it's not even at like a major venue. It's at some music hall, like in Beaumont, and they were charging no less than like eighty dollars. No, no, it was like eighty dollars for the worst seat in the house, just for like a mediocre, run of the mill ticket. It was like one hundred and fifty. I'm like, you do know you're Bush, right? Like your heyday was twenty years ago. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's kind of like the same thing. So like. Remember when we were planning on going to Monday Night Raw and tickets were yeah. so expensive? I never really realized that it's just because WWE is a hot product right now. It is. So it, it is, dude. WWE is so hot right now. I don't think I've ever seen WWE's business booming as much as it is now. Ever since they uh, changed ever their... Since, ever uh, since Vince left. Yep. Ever since Vince left for good. Mm-hmm. And Triple H took over. He is doing everything, dude. 
WWE nowadays, and I'm sorry, we're not we're not staying in this. We're just talking about how ticket prices. Yeah. WWE is so fucking enjoyable now. Dude, it I, is. I I don't know. Okay, and and I know this is like a personal flaw of mine, and me and Tina have talked about this like ad nauseum. Um, I'm old school about everything, about the yeah. way I was raised, about how I try to raise my daughter. I'm old school. And, like, I just, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way. Maybe I'm not I'm not giving the character development enough time to actually grow any type of emotional attachment to the, to the new age wrestlers and, you know, who they are and everything. And, like, pick a new favorite. But it's like, there's no way, like, you can't compare to late 90s, early 2000s. You can't. Well- well, of course, of course. And I have this conversation with so many people that it was just a different time back then. Nothing will ever compare to the golden era of WWF into the Attitude Era. Nothing will ever, ever compare to that. Nope. When Stone Cold was in his prime, The Rock was in his prime. Nothing. That's like what people not- like. No, I was just going to say, like, it's it's like that roster from top to bottom. Like, you had legends up top, and even guys as far down the roster as, like, Carlito. Like, yeah. I used to love watching Shelly Benjamin, Carlito, like, all those middle-of-the-road guys. They you were realize still Carlito so... is still wrestling in WWE right now, right? I, I saw that he, he was, like, he, back. He came back. He did. Okay, so I could get I could get down with that. And he's still but, just as hot. But like that That sounded wrong, Dan. Compared to that roster. Oh yeah, he's good. <laughs> but but look, you, you, you have to do this, Isaiah. As good as that was back then, and nothing will ever compare. So I'm with you on that. You have to give it a try. I guarantee you, watch you a couple you, we're not asking you to watch Raw, SmackDown, NXT, the pay-per-views. No. I just watch Raw because I just forget about SmackDown. I just watch clips. Watch you a couple episodes of Raw every week or whatever. Or, you know, this week, next week, whatever. Yeah. I guarantee you, you'll find somebody there that you like. Me? I love Rhea Ripley. Every time she comes on the fucking screen, I gotta roll the old lip back up because I'm just like, <laughs> she's so gorgeous. Kristen, dude. Okay, so Kristen called me out the other day. Uh-oh. We were watching Raw, and she came out. She was doing that promo in the ring with Becky Lynch, and Kristen's like, uh, "You gonna pick that lip up off the ground, right?" I was red, <laughs> beat in the fucking face, and she goes, "You get red in the face every time she comes on the screen." I'm not going to lie. I do. But there's something about her. She's a fucking amazing wrestler. She is. Her look is fantastic. And the way she licks them lips whenever she gets on that apron. (laughs) Yes. Because now it's transitioned into Violet. Because when Violet sees her come out, she's like, Mom, that's Mommy. That's Mommy. Oh, my God. Oh yeah, she's like, no, I'm mom. <laughs> Always. Oh yeah. 
But yeah, give, give, give WWE a shot. I promise you. I well, think I had you'll, a, you'll find somebody. I had a plan, and uh, I guess because Peacock does things differently, um, I was going to go Hold on, hold on. We're still uh, filming. No, that's <laughs> no, she's good. I can't even turn my off. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Right click, choose. Ah. There you go. All right, you're here. I don't think oh. you can hear me though, or you can't hear me. I can though. hear her. She can hear, but she y'all yeah. she can't hear y'all because I've got audio going here. Uh, she said she just came to get a get a snack, so she uh-huh. wanted to come by and say hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, love you. Uh, yeah, I'll take a Michelob, please. But yeah, if anything, just watch the Royal Rumble. I think. Well, okay. So sorry, I got I got distracted. Um, so my plan was, I was gonna watch the most recent episode of Raw on Peacock, and okay. then go, and then go back like three episodes, and then kind of like see if I could like grow into it. So but, uh, I got a for some I got reason, a question: How does Raw? Raw doesn't. Oh shit! Well, you can't do that. What? No, you can't because they the the most updated one on there right now today as we speak is from like the first week of December. It's almost like they wait like two months to put like a new batch up. Oh, so I'm trying to think of a way you can route reroute that so you could watch. Just watch the clips, if anything, on YouTube. You could watch people post the highlights of the episode on of Raw on YouTube. They'll cram a two-hour episode in about 45 minutes and just watch it. You will get everything you need to know and just watch the major pay-per-views on uh, Peacock because they play them live and then they're uploaded like 30 minutes after the pay-per-view airs. Yeah. And that's where a lot of your story development majorly is going to come from like your raws and then the stories usually end on pay-per-views usually. Yeah. Hopefully. Unless it's like unless it's like the Roman Reigns story where we've been dealing with the same story for 3 plus years. That's what I'm saying. They need to get rid of that story. That they that WrestleMania will be the end of it. I'm telling you. There's people that want it to continue. No. I'm tired of the Roman Reigns and the Bloodlines story. I am too. It, it it's been going on for what three years? It's been going on since 2019. Yeah, and so, and here we are in 2024, and they're still with the Bloodline story. It's it's crazy to look at the statistics that Roman Reigns has de- de- Roman Reigns has defended his same championship at three straight WrestleManias. Three straight WrestleManias with the same title. Never lost it. That's insane. The last time that shit was done was back when Hogan was champ. Yeah. In the 80s. That's ridiculous. Like, I'm so, I'm getting so sick of this, um, long title runs dude like i'm like fuck i'm over it now well i mean even though we think that she's a really good wrestler rhea ripley if you really notice she doesn't she doesn't wrestle for the title at all 
she does on the pay-per-views. On the pay-per-views, yes. I'm talking about she doesn't do what Gunther does. She doesn't do what Seth does. She's still holding on to the title just like Roman. That's fine. Keep that belt on her. No other woman on that roster that isn't Bianca, fucking uh, Sasha, not Sasha, I'm sorry, going back, woo, woo, woo. Um, Bianca, Becky, Charlotte. Those are the only people that they would ever pigeon toe into that title position. Keep that belt on Rhea. But what I'm really hoping happens is I hope we get another interaction between Gunther and Brock Lesnar in the Royal Rumble match that sets up their match for WrestleMania. Because so, I think I think we're going to get Gunther and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. But we haven't seen Brock wrestle in a while. He will be in the Rumble. Really? I guarantee you he will. Why, why the fuck would he not be? I'm just saying because he hasn't really wrestled since him and uh, Cody. That's fine. He's a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble. I guarantee you. I guarantee you that. But I hope we get a lot more um, um, surprise entrants. Because they used to be really good about that, where like a Hall of Famer would come out of retirement just for the Rumble match. I, I'm sorry to say this, but if they do do that, I know he's not probably able to do it anymore, but it would be cool to see Stone Cold come back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool. Open up a couple cans of whoop-ass. Oh, Hell yeah. Where's Nick? <laughs> I know, huh? We need him. <laughs> no, don't no, we don't need him because he'll keep going. What? Hey Hogan, let me talk to hey. you. Yeah. Dude, I saw uh talking about talking about uh women wrestlers, I saw uh, I was going through the wormhole on YouTube. I was seeing all kinds of cool videos. I actually need to go see if I can find that channel again and subscribe. But they were showing like uh Top 10, 15 worst, like, uh, gimmick recasts. Like, the Razor Ramon got recast, and there was, like, a bunch of them on there. But, uh, anyway, the interview that I, I stumbled across, and I was kind of, like, at first, I was like, man, this is kind of, like, disrespectful to the to the deceased. But I don't know how old, how long ago it was, but Jericho was on there just bashing China. He's like, I hated wrestling her. He's like... WWE, or I think he said WWF at the time, uh, was trying to push her story so bad, trying to sell her as she could fight the men, she could beat the men, and all this. And he's like, she was a horrible wrestler. And the, the host was like, really? He's like, yeah, she was stiff. She was horrible. I hated wrestling with her. I, the whole time I wrestled with her, uh, I kept thinking she was going to get someone hurt because she doesn't know what she's doing. And, you know, I hated um, having to feed into the bullshit the whole time. You know, trying to hype her up and all this. And I was like, damn, that's ballsy to say of someone who's, you know, deceased and no longer here and able to, de to defend themselves. Well, I think who you're talking about, well, when you're talking about, like, the strange repackaging, you know, like, the guy that was Razor Ramon but not Razor Ramon, you know? Yeah. I, th I think that YouTube, YouTube channel you're talking about is called Wrestle with Andy. He does a lot of... Um, videos like that, like countdowns and stuff, but um, one show you need to start watching is called Dark Side of the Ring. It's on uh, Vice. They just released the uh, lineup for season five that comes out in March, and it's talk it talks about, like, one episode is 
focused on like one wrestler that is either like dead or alive right now, but has had a really horrible past, like drug addiction, uh, left a bad stain on the wrestling business, and like they go real in depth. Like some of them are like they did like the one on Chris Benoit and how Chris yeah. Benoit murdered his family, like. They did one on the plane ride from hell where they were like the, the uh, Ric Flair was rocking around naked in his uh, his coat and he was swinging his dick around like against the the the, the flight attendants. Oh yeah, he was doing like the helicopter dick. Oh yeah, it's called it's called Dark Side of the Ring. It's on Vice. It's a very good show. I'll check it out. Uh, Did I so, remember being a Kurt, like a big Kurt Angle fan, whatever he came out to? Like I, I loved his character for some reason. Everybody hated him. Oh like, yeah, I, uh, the whole like you suck. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Is and his character in um, Warrior, Kona or whatever. Oh yeah, that was a dude. That was such a great movie. What, probably one of the greatest like fight movies of all time. I, I put that almost on par with uh, Rocky. Well, uh, one that's even better than that is uh, Here Comes the Boo. Eh. I, oh, I, oh, I didn't think you would agree with me on that one. No, Here Comes the Boo fucking sucked. <laughs> I was like, it was funny, like, for what it is, for what it was, it was funny. I mean, I appreciated it. Like, it, it was able to tell a story in a different light, but as far as like being an action pack, like uh, you know, well written movie with character development and storylines, uh, you know, dropped below more storylines. Like Warrior was amazing. Yeah, Warrior was depressing, but it was good. Yeah. So, Kurt Angle was in that movie, and he was a badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his 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 uh, he was Kona, the the Russian or something. He was like. Well, Supposed well, to be like unbeatable. Well, when that movie came out, did you know little little fact that uh, Kurt Angle was wanting to sign with the UFC? He was going to do that year's um, season of uh, The Ultimate Fighter as a coach or a contestant. As a fighter, oh, he wow. was he was dude. If anybody can do it, would have been Kurt Angle. His yeah. rest, dude. He was an Olympic wrestler. If anybody could have done it, he could have done it. But the problem is, by then, he's broke his neck three times. Yeah. They would never clear him. Nope. Never. So did his, he had a, a broken neck back in, like, 96, uh, whenever he won his gold medal. Dude, like did you listen to then. the interview? Did you listen to the interview with him and Joe Rogan about that? Uh-uh. Dude, so he broke his neck in the Olympics, right? So instead of him saying, I quit, I'm done, he wa he always says in WWE, I want a gold medal with a broken freaking neck, right? So the day before his Olympic trial finals match against that big Russian dude, I don't remember what his name was, his doctor injected his neck with horse tranquilizers mm. to numb his yeah. neck up so much to get him through that final round of the Olympics. Literally, he told Joe Rogan it was needles like this long. Holy crap. They <laughs> stuck him 12 times to numb his neck up with a broken freaking neck. And he won the gold medals in the 96 Olympics. That's crazy. 
Mm. He broke it again. SummerSlam of 2004. Because Brock Lesnar threw him into the corner too hard. And when he went back first, he whiplashed and snapped his neck. Finished the match then. Got his neck fused. Broke his neck again at WrestleMania 19. That's when he was like, fuck this. I have to take time off. I have to get surgery. I can't keep putting band-aids on it and expecting to go. That's 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 a legit athlete. Just thinking about those shots. Dude, he did not want to quit. But do you blame him? No, I don't. I would never done it. I don't know if I could keep going. I don't know. It's that's a that I don't know, dude. That's 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 a whole new level. So changing the topic a little bit, still with wrestling, but if you had to do where I gave you five choices of your female wrestlers, who would they be? Me? We'll start off with you. Oh god. <laughs> You can go from Obviously. bottom to top or top to bottom. Well, mommy's always on top. <laughs> so I would say, oh, damn it. Now you put me on the spot. You can go back from way back then up to now if you want to. Okay. Right now, number one, Rhea Ripley. Two, Lita. Three, No, let me take that back. My number one, because if it was, she was my first crush in wrestling, Miss Elizabeth, Macho Man Randy Savage's valet. Mm -hmm. So it would be Miss Elizabeth, Lita, Rhea Ripley, Timeless Tony Storm. Oh, fuck, I don't know a fifth one, man, right off the top of my head. Shit, I can't even think of a fifth right now. That makes I'll me feel better. I, I'll round out the fifth here in a minute. That makes me feel better because I, I didn't think I was going to be able to come up with five either. So Daniel's struggling, so that makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> uh, Mickey James, Trish Stratus, Lita, and I guess... Uh, I guess Sable. Oh, Brock Lesnar's wife. Yes. That's about all I can come up with is those four. Sable but. was such a cunt, though, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, For mine, I'm going to go from bottom. Just because she's actually doing really well, I'm going to have to go with Asuka. Okay. As my five. From her, Bailey. Okay. Trish Status. Uh, Becky Lynch, and then Rhea Ripley. I got my fifth. Jordan uh, Jordan Grace from TNA. She's the TNA Women's Champion. She is a beefcake of a fucking woman. 
like she could squash my head legitimately with her thighs. Ooh. I wonder like what she, that she's, is. she's she's like I got the muscles on top of my muscles. <laughs> you know? No, she's beautiful. She's too jacked, but yeah, she's hot. Or Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill. You know what? Let me take Bailey out of mine. I'm sorry, but I fell in love with her when I started watching wrestling again. And that's where Kale Rodriguez. Yeah, she's 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 beautiful. She she can wrestle though. Yeah, Braun Strowman broke up with her. I heard. <laughs> they were together. Like, why would you do that, dude? I wonder what uh Stargazer over there said yikes for. It that came was, up shortly after that was uh, actually when we were talking about or Daniel was talking about the shots in the neck. Oh, okay. Okay. Dude, I, I like the the, the storyline when they kind of introduced Mickey James. She came out like out of nowhere and she was obsessed with Trish and wanted to be Trish and like started like copying like a lot of her moves and how mm-hmm. she does and everything. It was it was pretty creative. Well, it was the up. whole. It, well, it was the whole. Um, um, like obsessive fan. Um, what's the What's the word when somebody is fanatic? So what? No, no, no. There's a word that is when somebody is so in love with you they'll kill you. Um, damn it! I can't. I can't think of the a word. Stalker. Right now. Well, it's kind of like a stalker, but it was like um, shit. When I don't think about it, I'll say it. Uh, there's a moment in there. Uh, you won't find it on Peacock. You won't. You'll only be able to find it on the live pay per view, which we can't go back 20 years ago and watch. But on the pay per view on WrestleMania 22, when she's fighting Trish in the match that led up to her being a stalker, right? When uh, Trish Stratus goes for the bulldog to jump off the rope and slam her, uh, Mickey James does like a vaginal claw to her right and when she pushes Trish Stratus off of her Trish Stratus hits the mat she's like oh my back oh my back my neck my back my neck and my back uh, <laughs> James on live TV goes right apparently Vince McMahon was pissed off about that they've edited that out of every release that they've ever done of that pay per view so they edited out of the DVD release the Blu-ray release the Peacock release you won't ever see that. But you can find it on YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. Apparently, Vince McMahon yelled her up and down for doing that on pay-per-view. <laughs> that fatal like attraction. Adams. Fatal attraction. Yeah. And now you look at it, they're, they're doing it now anyways. Dude, that dude looks like crap. Who? Uh, Vince. He looks like hair, yeah. his tiny little mustache. He looks like Gomez Adams is what he looks like. He yeah, he looks like an old seventies villain. <laughs> I can't believe that so much. <laughs> I'm glad he's gone though. Oh, so we all are. I mean, yeah. you, when he was still there before they did the the merge. I mean, you could tell who was running it and who was not. Because oh, yeah, they sure. they started doing like uh, you were talking about uh, on y'all's other podcast at one point. You can tell when Vince was doing the or sh- uh, running the show, 
even though it was Triple H, yeah, you can still tell that it was McMahon because it was the same matches every night. Oh yeah, for sure. Ever since WrestleMania 39, leading up to when they did the merge, you can tell it was all Vince McMahon. Oh yeah, for sure. Everything had Vince McMahon's booking all over it. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like the bloodline. I mean, yeah, the storyline's still going. I know we keep going back to it, but they were having the same matches right before they they split up. They were having the same matches every night. Yeah. And yeah. it was it, it got to the point where I was just I think I told you right when I started watching again. I was like, man, I'm getting to a point where I'm about to turn this TV off and stop watching wrestling again. Yeah. And, and then as soon as they did the merge and they did the, the draft, I was like, okay, now it's kind of equal where you got some superstars in Raw and some in SmackDown. Now they're making it to where you you need to watch both to keep up with the storyline. Yeah. Well, you need to go back to playing 2K23. I've been enjoying watching you do that. Oh, when I okay, yeah, yeah, when you stream, yeah, I haven't done that in a little while. Ever since the move and trying to get with my new job that I've been doing, it it's been kind of a little hectic. But I'll get back into doing it again. Yeah, is I think we're about I think we're about to wrap up here in a minute. Oh yeah. So, any final words, Isaiah? Is there anything else you want to talk about, real quick? Uh. Can't really think of anything off the top of my head. Uh, I've been really enjoying those documentaries. On uh, I've seen some on YouTube, some on Peacock. Uh, watched uh, recently. I watched um, the Hell in a Cell match between uh, Mankind and Undertaker while they commentated on it. That was pretty fun. I enjoyed that. That yes. one of the greatest that, matches of all time. That yes. one. Had, I think that one's still in my books as the greatest of all times. It is. Just just because of what happened in that match, uh, and watching the interview on it with Mankind and The Undertaker, you didn't realize mm-hmm. how how much Mankind should have died that day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Olaf the Pussycat is back. He is that our mascot. Yeah, that cat is so chill. Look at that. He's been hanging out with us all night. He's been on my desk, like underneath my uh, monitor, and he'll he'll stick his head out from underneath the bottom of it, be like, "Hey, what you guys talking about?" <laughs> well, I didn't it was it, it was it was cool to hear them talk about that and like break it down to like the microscopic details. Yeah, like they they were both in agreement that like whenever Undertaker chokeslammed him through the cage, they were like, "If you got a foot." more air like he's like <clears throat> they were talking about how the the cage was sagging obviously from the weight of them so whenever he went to do the choke slam he couldn't get the air that he normally would he's like yeah dude j- just another foot of of air would have affected your rotation when you went down yeah he's like just like another inch you would have landed on the back of your head or the back of your neck and it could have killed you and yeah. they were like breaking everything down to like a microscopic detail. I was like, man, this is fascinating. Like, sit here and listen to all this. So when that match, when that match happened, June twenty eighth, ninety eight in Pittsburgh, I know that 
like the back of my head. I remember, I, so I didn't get to, I didn't have pay-per-view. We couldn't afford it, right? And I couldn't watch Raw because we didn't have cable. I lived in a little trailer park, and I was lucky enough if I got to go over to my buddy Kyle's and watch it. But I remember I got to watch the highlights on Raw the next day, and I remember that match gave me goosebumps because I literally thought at my young age I was watching somebody die. Yeah. That match always holds a special place in my soul that just the way he went went off when he first went off the cage that really got to me because i mean he went through a table onto the ground at that high yeah i mean that right there alone is just terrifying for anybody to watch it i mean imagine the the people that were there live yeah and and just like uh like the thumbtacks like uh, Mick Foley was saying, like, they were sitting there talking. I mean, just like you and me, like, you know, sitting here right now. They were like, Undertaker was like, he's like, I just remember telling you, like, Mick, let's go home. This is enough. Let's go home. Let's go home. And uh, he's like, no, not yet. No, not yet. Like, this is like private conversation between them as the match was going on. And uh, the first time that he threw him into the thumbtacks, he's like, no, that's not good enough. Cause it just like barely got like one side of his shoulder or whatever. He's like, no, we have to do it again. And like some, like they poured more or something and the match kind of progressed a little bit. And then he's like, after he got me, you know, that last time. And then uh, they were saying that the, the final tombstone was like out of mercy, like just to put this dude out of his misery and let's go home. Like, cause he, he would have, he would have went forever. Well, like, if you, if you, if you notice, if you notice when Undertaker hits the tombstone and the ref counts one, two, three, right at three, Mick Foley tries to kick out. He was so yeah. out of that. And I remember when they got backstage because he had a obviously he had a concussion. A lot of that match he doesn't remember. But they were backstage and uh, he asked Undertaker, did we get to use the thumbtacks? With them all in his arms, in his back. And then apparently Vince McMahon, uh, I love the story Mick Foley talks to real quick, and he says that uh, Vince McMahon put a governor on me. And he goes, well, if you don't want to know what a governor is, a governor is what you used to be able to put on a vehicle where you wouldn't excess a certain speed limit. And that's how Mick Foley was back in the day because he would take something this small and make it this big with his body. And he goes, you know what? I'm going to put a governor on you, but I also want to know how much I appreciate everything you do for this company. That's how McFoley was, man. That dude would have died for WWE. Oh, yeah. Have have y'all read any of their books, like their their biographies? Oh, yeah. Dude, I I had uh, Edge's biography, uh, and I had McFoley's. Like, McFoley, like, he's just, he's a really cool dude, like, in general. Um, like, one of the things that they have, like, his favorite holiday that he just obsesses over. Oh, Christmas. Like, Christmas. He has a permanent Christmas room in the house. Yeah. Like, it is permanently decorated for Christmas. Tree is always up, just permanent Christmas year-round. Well, in Christmas, he always is Santa Claus. He dyes his beard full white, and he goes to children's hospitals. Yeah. And sees the kids like that is like Mick Foley was always somebody I want to meet. Yeah. I don't know if I would fanboy over him, but it would be fucking cool to meet Mick Foley. The the two people I would love to meet, and I know we're getting 
longer in time, but it's fun. But my two favorite people that I would love to meet right now would be McFoley and R Truth. Oh yeah, R Truth would be awesome. <laughs> I love the the storyline with him and Judgment Day. Yes, hilarious. If, if you watch anything on Raw, Isaiah, watch the the storyline going on between R Truth and the Judgment Day. I watched some of that on. Uh... I forget if it was YouTube or something, but he was selling the bootleg shirts and yes. they come out and he was like, no, nah, man, this is your cut. He's like, my cut of what? He's like, the shirts. And he like gives him a stack of cash and he's like trying to cram it in his pocket. And I'm like, yeah, all right, I, I get it. Like, that's, that's kind of funny. I, I, I but, have a uh, feeling that they brought him back just for the comedy part of it. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, but I have to say he's one of the best wrestlers I have seen in a while. Oh, yeah. And the man don't age. The man don't age. He's old, right? Dude, he's like 52, but he looks the same as he did when he was 22. In his prime, yeah. Dude, when he was the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion in TNA 20 years ago, he looks the fucking same. Hmm. Looks the same. Mm -mm -mm. But R2, every Monday... He is cracking me up. Cause it it's like, okay, what storyline they're gonna come out with now with our truth? It, it it's just one of those those things that you're just like, okay, wait for our truth. Okay, he's not coming out tonight. Remember the one he did with Jelly Roll a couple weeks back on Monday Night Raw? Yeah, he had a storyline with Jelly Roll, the singer. Oh god. I'm gonna it have was to get fucking hilarious. Oh wasn't that right after a pay per view? Or yeah, during a pay per view. Remember, he was running around the arena with the uh, plate full of donuts, the jelly filled <laughs> donuts, and he's like, he kept trying to tell the Judgment Day, "These are the Grammy Award winning jelly rolls here." <laughs> so stupid. And he got the Judgment Day's uh, couch all dirty and <laughs> yeah, covered in powdered sugar. He's like, man, we're all brothers in the Judgment Day. Sure, we fight. That's what brothers do. No, he needs to watch the video of ju- uh, of R Truth doing that video. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. He's like Judgment Day. Live, laugh, love. love. I <laughs> I just had to throw my hands up in pure just bewilderment because how stupidly funny it was. Oh man, we can we can go on about R Truth, but yeah, those would be my two favorite to meet right now. If I was oh, yeah. if I was given a choice, hey, uh, McFoley and R Truth were gonna be in Houston. I don't care how much the tickets were, I would get them. I would go see them. Oh yeah, for sure. I was gonna do that when Sting was in Houston, um, but I never got to. You see, Clarence got to go meet him, right? Yeah. I just, I just can't. Okay, so going back to when on your podcast, uh, Dan, um, when y'all were talking about the different prices on, you know, the signing and this and that, dude, that's just crazy on how much just to get a belt signed with the wrestler. I'll be right back. I got something I want to show Isaiah real quick. Okay. But, I mean, Isaiah, you've probably seen them too, how expensive they are just to uh 
go see the person of your dreams. Like you, you've watched this guy on TV and they're going to be in your hometown to do autographs. And then all of a sudden you go look at the ticket and it's like $200 just to get a picture with them. Yeah. And it's crazy. Cause like you charge one admission just to get in the door and then you got all these other crazy surcharges on top of all that. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's it, it, I think who's, Oh, that's right. The time that uh, I went to Raw um, a couple months back. No, last year, actually. Sorry. Last year, um, Cody Rhodes was in town, and he was doing autographs, and I wanted to get my belt signed. I looked at the price. I was like, all right, Cody's one of my favorite wrestlers. I mean, you can tell. I mean, I have my deal up right now, but when I'm when I don't have the picture, up on the wall, I have a autographed picture from Cody. I got that at at Raw for twenty bucks when I was at yeah. the when I went to the event. So just I'm to, gonna show you. Oh, I was no, go ahead. But just to get his actual autograph, person to person, was like I think it was like a hundred and eighty dollars just to get a belt signed. Yikes. When Cody, yeah, when Cody Rhodes was in town, I was just like, no. I, I mean, I like the guy and all, but I no. Now, what are we so, gonna show, Dan? These are my two babies: the WWF World Heavyweight Championship belt. Hogan had this. Stone Cold had this. This is the real deal. Okay. I love this belt. This is my pride. Nick sent me this one for Christmas two years ago. And then I have that red universal title. And then I also have my New Japan IWGP United States Championship belt. This one's from Japan, from uh, New Japan. Wow. Oh, that thing's cost. So these belts are about 100 bucks a piece, right? So I got into um, figure collecting for a short period of time, and I had a wall full of figures, Tim knows. And uh, my buddy was like, hey, I have – so excluding this one, right? This one was given to me. So this one, I traded figures for it, right? It's about a $100 belt. That's a $100 belt. The big red WWE one that I have, that's a $400 belt. That's the real thing. That's what the wrestlers on WWE have. But I paid $250 for that one and six AEW action figures, complete in box, for that belt. So, yeah, I have three full-blown replicas. I've never, ever thought I'd ever have a real championship belt. But these things are gorgeous. I wonder how much the uh, the Cena one with the spinner goes for. Oh, dude, I don't even want to imagine how much I, that one. Goes for. I can tell you right now. Hold on. He was the first one to have the spinner belt, right? What's that? He was the first one to have the spinner belt. That was his belt. With his character. That was his belt. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see here. So, if you're looking at the spinner, um. Uh, five hundred dollars right now. Five hundred. Oh, jeez. And it's the same style as the way that John Cena had it. 
um for right now it's for 500 uh they do have a coupon if you order over a certain amount you can get it see, a, see how much this one is because i'm thinking about getting rid of this one and getting the one from wwe uh the because okay. these belts isaiah see how it's got these little rivets here yeah these these belts are made from pakistan so the is that the wwe one or the wwf wwf but these belts are i, I don't want to say it but i'm gonna say it. they're cheaply made so the leather's real cheap it's split so i've had to fucking super glue it all around here right yeah. So let me hold on, hold on. Hold the it. one on WWE is the same quality as the one that I got in there. Hold, hold it up so. again. I'm trying to see. Okay. So I might sell this one and buy the one off WWE. Okay, so the one that you have is going for four twenty nine ninety nine, brand new from the WWE website. Oh, then I might just keep that one. Oh. <laughs> The it's one, painful trying to uh, trying to upgrade. I can tell you that from experience. But Kristen was like, "Are you going to take one of your belts to TASW?" I said, "Nah, probably not." Oh, hey, I forgot to tell you, they have like uh like cheap memorabilia for sale. They have like little souvenir tables up, and like um I don't think any of it's like I'm gonna say collector quality, but uh they had like little eight by ten pictures of various wrestlers and from way back in the day and stuff um but they're like 10 bucks like yeah. you, like some of some of the tasw wrestlers they have their own merch there for sale but uh they like just for example i want to say they had like a old dx picture of hbk and triple h like you know throwing up the eggs and it wasn't signed or anything and i'm sure it was just like a replica print but they were selling for like eight bucks yeah so they got like I, little souvenir tables yeah, I've been, I've, I've been. That's where I brought my Brock Lesnar UFC action figure. I went to an independent show in Pasadena, and they had vendors there that was selling stuff. So yeah, if I find something neat, I'm, I'll probably pick it up. They yeah, finally have uh, Ray Mysterio's side plates up on, uh, on the website. Oh, do they? Yeah, and I think I saw not too long ago. I saw Seth is back, or is finally up there. Uh, let me see here. If we go with the actual ones for like your belt that you have right now, the WWE one. Let's see here. Oh no. They got Trish Status, Kofi, Sami Zayn, uh, Macho Man, uh, Liv Morgan. Yeah, the cream always rises to the top. Yeah. Uh, Bobby. They got the Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble, twenty twenty three, side plate. That's uh, stupid. They got China's. Stupid. Uh, the Ultimate Warrior. Those are the ones that I want from my side, my belt. Which the one? Warrior side plates. Yeah. But you know what my number one belt is? I want the Stone Cold Steve Austin Smoking Skull title, that he debuted in ninety nine. Who's? That is one stone cold. The smoking skull belt is four hundred and twenty nine bucks. Oh yeah. I guess they took him. Dude, oh. the dude, this the Ultimate Warrior Signature Series belt is only two hundred and sixty eight dollars. God, that belt is horrible. 
horrible. I'm sorry, but if I get an actual replica belt, I'm getting the Undertaker side plates. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, I know he's never owned, uh, ha- won the belt yet, but Rey Mysterio's just because he's yeah. in the Hall of Fame too. They got a Buffalo Bills WWE Legacy title belt for five hundred and forty nine dollars. I mean, we we can sit here all night and talk about belts, but I think it is getting time that we end this podcast. Yeah, you can do the outro tonight, Tim. All righty. All right, everyone. That is going to wrap it up for us tonight. Um, like we've always said in every single episode that we've been on, we are on Spotify. We are working to get on other platforms. We do have a Facebook. Go look us up. Saturday night main event. If you have any questions, post it on our Facebook or post it on uh, our Spotify channel. We can see it. We will talk about it in our next episode. If you ever want to be on our podcast, you're more than welcome to come on with us. Send uh, it in a messenger to me or Dan, and we will get you on as soon as possible. Other than that, I am Slim Tim with my two great buddies, Dan the Man and Isaiah. We are checking out for the night. See y'all later.